<laughs> We're doing it live. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion, where Andrew is the voice of reason. Um, <laughs> so you know you've wandered into the wrong place. But uh, we are Just remember, it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. God, I hope so. Um, we are covered by the BIPCOT No Government License, which allows for the use and reuse of this podcast by anyone and everyone except for governments and the bludgies thereof. You can learn more about that at BIPCOT.org. That is B-I-P-C-O-T dot O-R-G. We're also protected by Brandenburg v. Ohio, 1969, which ruled that the government cannot punish inflammatory speech unless that speech is, quote, directed to inciting or producing imminent lawless action and is likely to incite or produce such action. Therefore, everything said here on Anarchy Monk Friends Roundtable Discussion is entirely hypothetical. Uh, this is episode 180. And um, we got a few updates on past stories. And then um, Samo Samo, we're going to be talking about Somalia again. We're going back there still. Yeah. Still Yay. fighting in Somalia. <laughs> which is, which is when, when did the U.S. Like initially go into Somalia? 91. 90, 91. So right, 30 cause, years. Cause, like the Black Hawk Down incident was like ninety three, right? Yeah. Well, no, that was ninety one because that was ninety one. Or no, that was about ninety three. You're right. That was about ninety three. Yeah. yeah. So thirty years ago. Yeah, because we went we went initially into Somalia right around the same time as Desert Peacekeeping. Storm was kicking off. Yeah, peacekeeping. Well, totally Desert Shield. Totally peacekeeping. Uh, Black Hawk Down. Happened December 9th, 1992. 92. 92. Okay. So. Yeah. So, yeah, 29 and a half years ago. Then. You got to love the uh, the wisdom, too, of as soon as like a fight turns into an actual fight. Oh, let's pull out everybody right now. Because it was absolutely <laughs> all of that, that death and destruction was worth absolutely nothing. So, yeah. I mean, it's. Well, we've had boots on the ground in some capacity in Somalia that entire time, haven't we? Yeah, nonstop. Um, so oh, yeah, even, even, the, even when troops pulled say, out, like even when troops were pulled out, there were still PMCs. Well, there was still like actual troops. Like the 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 agency's been there nonstop yeah. the whole time. Um, and prior to ninety one. Yeah, they they've been there a very long time. Well, the agency was there when the government collapsed. I mean, and, and I was saying uh, before the show, you know, I brought it, Somalia is what happens when a government simply goes click off and just isn't there anymore. Like if you could wave a magic wand in the United States and go and no more government, you would have what you have in Somalia in a matter of months where it's just <laughs> hashtag forever of, purge. Yeah, it just be this nonstop. All of these warring factions trying to take power because power abhors a vacuum and you haven't changed anybody's minds yet to you know, whether or not anyone should be in power and everything else. And no one's had time to organize, nothing. So you wind up with all these warring factions. I mean, half of the warlords were uh, like generals and stuff in the Somali military when the government was still functional. I mean, and technically it nominally still has a government, not that it counts for anything, but it does have one. Hmm. Kind of. I mean... Is it, is it is it internationally recognized, the current yeah Somali they, they, quote unquote government? Yeah, they still the the international community still recognizes a government, 
they're the only ones who do, but they do. <laughs> like no one else <laughs> there does. But <laughs> like Afghanistan before Afghanistan became Afghanistan. Yeah, you know, and that's the irony, like Black Hawk Down stuff is like if Farah Idid had been able to do what he was trying to do, he was a former general, remember, from the uh, the Somali uh, military. If he'd been able to do what he was doing, he was basically trying to reconsolidate power in the country and just yeah. like declare himself essentially a dictator. If he had been allowed to do that, we might not have quite so many problems in Somalia now. I mean, dictators still suck, don't get me wrong, but... They're much easier to take down, you know, for the people and replace. Yeah, than monarch, else. monarchies are it's one one snake's easier to kill than it's like an IT, a single point of failure as opposed to multiple. Yep, yeah, exactly. So that, no. that, and it's still that some semblance of stability in the region. Kind yeah, of like it's, Saddam Hussein in Iraq, same thing, it was stability, although chaos. Yeah. And, well, you can Although, say the same, uh, kind of the same thing. Yeah. Like Maduro in Venezuela? Yeah, like Maduro in Venezuela. What a Thank segue. Thank you for the backup on that segue. <laughs> <laughs> Venezuela plans stock sale and break from socialist model. <laughs> what a surprise <laughs> that it's falling apart. Whoever could have guessed. Venezuela's government is seeking private investors to pump funds into vital but crippled state-run companies decades after seizing them from private investors in the name of socialism. It's almost like central planning of an entire economy doesn't work. Ever. (laughs) The government on Monday intends to offer 5% to 10% stakes in companies ranging from telephone and internet service providers to petrochemical producers so so all the industries that were privatized before they want people they want private investors to give them money so that they can keep running a business that they've seized and ran into the ground from private businesses Hmm. as private as a mega corporation is but you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Oh. but but still, what? Yes. Uh, in another country, <laughs> these <folks>. industries <laughs> might be attractive targets for investors, but questions remain as to who would be willing and able to take a minority position in the Venezuelan companies that have suffered from years of neglect and mismanagement. I'll give them tree fitty. <laughs> well, honestly, three dollars and fifty cents would probably get you thirty-five to forty percent stake in most of those. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, U.S. to Venezuelan to the Boulevard. Yeah, to the Boulevard. Let's see. Let's look it up. Named for Simon Bolivar, the revolutionary who helped free most of the Central and South American countries from Spanish and Portuguese rule. So by official inflation, um, let's see. By official inflation, uh, $3.50 is about $17 of the sovereign bulver. Oh my. Yes. $17. (laughs) There's 17 bulver. That is, 
Holy crap. Okay, okay. To the Venezuelan Bolvar. Okay, there we go. Uh, $3.50 US dollars is uh, 1,728,344 <laughs> Venezuelan Bolvars. <laughs> see this, Nickel? I buy yeah, that. I'm opening my phone. <laughs> so just for, exactly just, came to my just, just for proof, $3.50. There. And that's current as of right now as we're recording, because it always fluctuates. But as of right now, this recording, that's how much it's yes. worth. Uh, that was we updated. billionaires. So that was updated May yeah. work as fuck, and I'm a Venezuelan billionaire. All right. That's you know what? That's another t-shirt that we really need. That I'm a billionaire in Venezuela. <laughs> you know, Venezuela is okay. at the point where you could the walk 12, up to it and just poke it and it would fall the twelve hundred dollar stimmies that were handed out to us would be worth five hundred and ninety-two million five hundred and seventy-five thousand. 287 Venezuelan Bolvares. Wow. You had a low bit exchange rate. If if <laughs> you could get the company to be run by your people instead of the Venezuelan people, yes. you could make an absolute killing on a very tiny investment, especially yeah. with the oil and gas. That's Okay, so so one so Seriously. one U.S. dollar currently one U.S. dollar is equal to four hundred and ninety three thousand eight hundred and twelve Venezuelan bolivars. Dave says he's getting on that shirt, Andrew. Oh, so one one dollar <laughs> nice. one dollar is worth half a yes. million bolivars. Dave, I'm a two X. All right, just send it yeah, here. And... Same here. <laughs> <laughs> that exchange rate. Let's see. Gotta love that exchange rate. <laughs> so, as Josh, Josh said, the, the nickel is uh, 24,690 bolvers. <laughs> I'm going to buy a car. I have uh, some pocket change. Uh, right? <laughs> some USD pocket change. You know, I bet I, you I, could go down there and pick up a, uh, a Hilux and drive it home. Hell yeah. You know, I could go down there and I could be a moderate rebel and just get a bunch of military hardware from the United States government. And then bring it home. There you go. And then bring it home. <laughs> Which I could I'll, also I'll, do in Somalia. <laughs> as I say, I'll, I'll meet you in Texas with a boat to get it across the Rio Grande. And... Let's see, Only in Minecraft, down. folks. Only in Minecraft. Let's see. Uh, so I'm, I'm on uh, Numbio, N-U-M-B-E-O. Uh, talking about food prices in Venezuela, uh, in the current U.S. Um, U.S. dollar. So, like a loaf of fresh bread is about fifty-three cents U.S. Holy shit! It's like American nineteen seventies prices. Yes. Right. Nice. Damn. Let's see. Um, yeah, local cheese, uh, forty-four cents. No. Uh, they spend about six dollars and fourteen cents per U.S. dollar uh, on food per person, and a monthly um, for one person would be about one hundred and ninety dollars U.S. Holy crap! Not bad. I I would love that. Shit. <laughs> I think yeah, catch up my four hundred one k, babe. We're going to Venezuela. <laughs> uh, I heard her. What? <laughs> <laughs> 
Counterpoint, though, uh, you are at that point in Venezuela. So one yeah, $190 US, that's about the monthly, is uh, 93824420 million. Nice. Uh, Venezuela bull bears. <laughs> so... Hundred, it's it's basically uh, it's a hundred million bull bears for a month worth of food in Venezuela right now. I'm gonna start offering people like to pay for their vehicles, like for exotics. But I'm gonna be like, uh, but unfortunately, all I have is Bolivar, so I'll give you one million in <laughs> Venezuela Bolivar. That's that's probably. I'm not familiar with the exchange rate, but that should be about equivalent, right? That's uh... yes. That <laughs> Yes, uh, this is this is the quote. This is this is the one that just sends me over the top. Um, this is a quote from Maduro. He says, "Quote: We need capital for the development of all public companies. We need technology. We need new markets, and we are going to move forward by sheer force of will. Like you're just going to will that to happen? Because I." Mm-hmm. You can force of will in one hand, shit in the other. I can tell you which one's going to fill up first. Yes. Uh, it's a market departure from Maduro's predecessor, the late President Hugo Chavez, who nationalized many companies in his bid to transform the South American company into a socialist state. Among the what? companies Maduro mentioned are CANTV and its subsidiary, uh, petrochemical producer Petrocomaca de Venezuela, and a conglomerate focused in the mining sector. Uh, interest, yeah. however, will be limited to investors with ties to the government and those with an appetite for risk. Huge risk. No shit. I mean, that's you know, and that's the thing too is remember Venezuela has more oil underneath it mm-hmm. than all Iran. of the OPEC countries combined. Yep. And, and it uh, has more uh, exploitable oil. And I did read today, I did read today that Biden removed some of the sanctions on Venezuela in hopes of lessening um, gas prices here in the United States. Which, In other words, they're trying which, to bribe the Venezuelans no, to send well, us their well, oil. Their, Venezuelans' oil, their, their oil production is, is shit right now. So they would have to get investors to go down there Rebuild the factories, rebuild the, 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 the mining, then put it on ships, then move it to the United States, then all, all the refinery stuff, and then it would get to us. So, like, six, eight months. Yeah, that's not helpful. Yeah. <laughs> and the, and oh again, that's with the hope of will. It's just like... It's, you still got to convince is, people to invest, so you're looking more like two years, three years before any of that happens. Well, and not only do you have to convince people to invest, but you have to convince people to invest into a company that yeah, is nationalized and can be yes. taken back away from them at any time. And they only get a minority stake, and they don't get any actual yeah. control whatsoever. And it's yes. a company yeah. that's already been run into the ground by the people who are going to continue to run it. So it's they're better this off is the equivalent. A stack of money and lighting it on fire and saying, Yay, I invested. Yeah. This is the yes. equivalent, right, of like going, Okay, well, I know that you know Enron is not doing real hot right now, but <laughs> if you just give us a hundred million dollars, we can hold it together. Yes. Um, 
The percentage Maduro announced would not give private investors decision-making powers to undertake the much-needed changes within the corporations. At the turn of the century, Chavez carried out a series of takeovers in the electricity, telecommunications, natural gas, and oil sectors. But the government made minimum investments in some of these companies, which left them uh, providing substandard services. Day-long power outages are common across the country. Millions of households either do not have access to water or the service is intermittent. Uh, internet and phone services are deficient. Wait, are you suggesting that perhaps the government is not as good as private companies at running private companies? <laughs> That's just such a novel so concept. Terrible. It's almost like we've been talking about this yeah. shit for no. fucking years. Yeah. Uh, government supporters and opponents alike complain about poor basic services across the country, even if an electrician or even if even if an election is not approaching. But economists point out that Venezuela's government needs to improve some of these services, even if it is slightly ahead in the 2024 presidential election. Mm. Quote, we are no doubt seeing a paradigm shift that is largely forced by circumstances, but is also fueled by political survival. That's a quote from Louis Prado, senior economist uh, with the firm let Torino it fail, Capital. Let it fail. Quote, let it since, shrivel up and since fail. Since June 2014, with a significant <laughs> drop in oil prices, the Maduro administration began to see a drop in oil revenue. Then we went through a period from, 2020, from 2014 to 2019 of price controls and a more intervening state. Here's, here's another quote for you. But the state lost the ability to generate wealth and growth <laughs> and quote it began <laughs> to make room for participation of the private sector no it created a black market yeah it, yeah. it could states cannot generate wealth that is not a thing that they breaking can windows. do everything the state has was taken from someone else stop breaking windows yeah <sighs> exactly it's i mean we're it's just the, the, the stupidity here. And, the, and don't like forget Dave's Bernie comments. fucking Sanders. Bernie fucking Sanders praised Chavez and Maduro. Yeah. It Bernie just... Sanders also said it was a that's a good thing about people standing in line to get bread in in the Soviet Union. Well, I mean, he yeah. took his honeymoon in Moscow. I mean, enough said. Right. Yeah. That's well, we fun. always knew he was an old waspy commie, but you know. Yeah. Never held a real job. He was a politician right out of high school. Yeah, he's always yeah. been a politician, and yet isn't has three houses. The, I was going to say, isn't that the case for most and a sports car. The Democrats? No. No, some of them used to be uh, baristas. <laughs> or, or, to, yeah. to be fair, she would have made a hell of a yeah. lot more money as a porn star. Her OnlyFans would have been rocking. Did, did you guys you guys all saw that that photo that I I posted in the the Telegram chat right with the all the beers from the Manaqua Brewing Company that yes. are their progressive line of beers so there's like I did not oh there's yeah. there's the Evers Ale and the Biden beer and um the Bernie Brew uh the AOC IPA um there's oh I forget what else and I it, oh there's um fair maps uh, and like bernie, let's see, bernie brew there's aoc ipa uh biden beer fair maps uh evers ale or evers ale yeah 
Yeah, um, um, oh, oh, filibuster is another one. Yeah, that's and the one. Choice. That's, that's the one with donkey on it. Uh, one is just has a comma and la for Kamala. Yeah, uh, the Kamala Brew, one, yeah. AOC IPA, Evers Ale, right. Tanny yeah, it, Shandy. It's, it's it's modern Billy Beard. If you know the story about Billy Beard, that should tell you a lot. Yeah, well, and I laughed and I said, ah, yes, it's all of that beer is clearly incredibly overpriced and will make you almost immediately sick. Just, so it can, is can we, kind of appropriately named. Just, like AOC on a hipster IPA. I'm just just putting that out. You've seen her fiance. You know what he looks like. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker drinks IPA that we've never heard of. <laughs> you wouldn't know it. It's from <laughs> Japan. <laughs> It's a small microbrewery. It's like three people. <laughs> they recycle their hops, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... oh, and, you know, I know the local company I was holding up before the show, uh, Hillsboro. Mm-hmm. I'm having their Leaping Lemur Cream Ale tonight. It's actually really good. They're not exactly freedom-oriented, but they're local and... As Andrew will attest, they make a halfway decent beer. They do. I guarantee you that none of those beer, those progressive beers, are any good. Though. Like they're obviously they're they're they sound good. They sound good. Like their descriptions sound fantastic, but I guarantee you that they taste awful salty with all the tears and. Ultimately, they're incredibly unfulfilling and deliver on absolutely none of the promises made on the can. Right. Yeah. Um, so a politician in beer form. Well, that they're named for politicians. Oh, so. They're named for politicians, so you know, <laughs> makes perfect sense. All right, so uh, they're true to name. Uh, Hinkle Garcia, director of the Crocus-based firm Economicra, E C O N O M E T R I C A, Economicra, Economicra, Economica. Yeah, said so the companies require significant investments. To improve the quality of their services, which were much better before they were nationalized. What? But no he warned shit. That, he warned that the country lacks a mechanism to oversee wow. the accounting and financial reporting procedures of the companies, making it impossible to guarantee the private investment in the state companies would be appropriately spent. <laughs> what a shock! I'm, I'm just oh, throwing it out there. Ben is what? Go ahead. We, I got I got one paragraph, and I know Andrew's going to go off. Okay. Oh, I, before I have to get this in before Andrew goes off. Then, okay. what Venezuela really needs is their own Saint Hemeyer. I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> These are the people that beat zoo animals to death with rocks so they could eat. Mm-hmm. They can't. They can't. They can't afford a bulldozer. Um, the missing. No, but they could steal one of the government bulldozers. Well, the missing component, he said, creates a scenario similar to. Post-Soviet reforms in which large number of state-owned companies were privatized. Does anybody recall what happened in Russia immediately after Soviet collapse? The entire country was run by mafias. You had separate mafias per region. You had a mafia that ran the train system. You know what's funny? This is the exact same thing that Cuba is currently doing, and they've 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 had a bloom. Cuba, Cuba started saying, hey, yeah, you guys can privatize this and that and that and this. Mm-hmm. And uh, their tourism is back. And yeah. their industries are back. And uh, yeah. yeah, they. Honestly, uh, I want to go to I want to go to Cuba just to see the old cars. 
Yes. Yeah, they're um, they actually the the taxi drivers were one of the first things to be uh, allowed to be privatized and didn't have price controls anymore. And so you had like neurosurgeons leaving their jobs to go drive taxi because he couldn't mm-hmm. make more. Yep. Yes. Um, quote, if this really is the beginning of the total sale or the total handling, handing over of the companies, which for me is a probable scenario, one would have to ask us to whom they would be handed over because we have episodes like the Russian one in which these companies had once belonged to the state ended up in the hands of people who were close to the government. Quote, so it's a complex phenomenon that one could say it opens the door to something positive, but with the institutional weakness we have and with the lack of credible referees, it might not be the best way. So what you're saying is that it creates an even bigger oligarchy by having people close to the government invest their private money in these companies and where did the the money that the people who are close to the government in a socialist government where, where did come that from. money come from it, it it came from you know the government that stole it from everybody and, else and gave well, it yeah. to the, is it, the isn't it, and... maduro's maduro's kid has an instagram and post pictures all the time with with fancy cars models and 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 bikinis oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. and trips to the trips to the middle east and yeah, oh, yeah. there's um there are I, I know a couple oh know of a couple of people who are still trying to get their hands on um kusei hussein's abandoned f40 ferrari that mm-hmm. had so many layers of paint it has a ridiculous amount of layers of paint i don't know if you've ever you've probably never seen an actual f40 but if you go you see a real actual ferrari f40 and you look really closely the paint the corsa paint is actually transparent, semi-transparent, and you can see the carbon fiber weave through the paint. Yep. It's a really cool effect. This thing, Kusei had so much money because Hussein was stealing it all from, you know, the nationalized oil industry. He had so much money that when he wanted to drive it, he would have it repainted to match his outfit for the day. So there's now like 18 layers of paint on this thing. Yeah. Dumb. It's utterly ridiculous. I just, I can't think of a single capitalist who would invest five to ten percent in a state-run business uh, in the comp in, in in Venezuela. No, that, no, no. It, that would just it, be absurd. You'd be investing in something that's destined to fail in the first fucking place. Yeah, you might as well just if There's you no feel like investing that money. Yeah, just pile it up and just set it on fire and be like there, and it's still well, I mean, more efficient use. Yeah, you remember like uh, uh, We're Mary Republic, right? There was, there was, yeah, that's that's what I was getting at with We're Mary Republic. There were reports that where people were burning, uh, burning the money that were that was given to them because it was cheaper than getting than cheaper than buying firewood. Yeah, yeah, you know, and we've all we've well, all I seen mean, picture. we've all there seen. Was... I, I think Andrew actually owns one of the hundred billion dollar. Um, Zaire or Zimbabwe dollar. The Zimbabwean dollar, yeah. Zimbabwean dollar, which which bought like three eggs and a loaf of bread. Well, I mean, uh, also, you really think about it, and down there, you start seeing all of this people burning their money. Remember early on when I first got on the show, they were talking about how it was cheaper to use Venezuelan money for toilet paper than to use it to buy toilet paper. Yeah, yeah we did. We did a, a story. We did a story about yep. uh, on the real life market. Um, uh, 
the the coinage from Warcraft was worth more than a Venezuelan Bolvar. No, right now, even with the cryptocurrency tank, a single uh, Dogecoin or Luna is worth more. Yeah. Luna or even you know even some of the other shit coins like Shiba Inu and stuff like that, they're <laughs> worth more than the Venezuelan Bolivar. Yeah, Bolivar is terrible. But when Bitcoin started out, because it only cost ten thousand to but, buy a pizza, it was that, worth more. That's that's today, by the way. That's that's today, by the way. Bitcoin pizza anniversary. Day. Today's the today's the eleventh anniversary or twelfth anniversary of, of Bitcoin, Bitcoin pizza, pizza Day, in which a guy traded. Uh, 10,000 Bitcoin for two Papa John's pepperoni pizzas. Right, 10,000 10, is... Bitcoin right now is like $290 million. Yeah, I'm sure Laszlo was very happy that he made that decision. Uh, he actually, uh... he, I think it was five or six years ago, he did an interview and he said he doesn't regret it because somebody had to be first. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no. I see, I, I can see that, and you know. He, and he's right because if he hadn't been the one to spend the Bitcoin on the pizza, yeah, somebody else would have, and they would go down in history as, "Oh, I was the first one to buy something with this." And yeah, I mean, um, um, you guys remember talking about the uh, Amish farmer Amos Miller? Amos Miller. Vague. Lancaster. Why does it, that sounds familiar? But I don't. Lancaster County. He was uh, selling uh, organic milk and or oh, you know, okay. raw, raw oh, organic yes. milk and and the USDA came down, hit him over the head literally. Yep. And mm-hmm. said uh, we want to inspect everything, and he said fuck you no, and the USDA said uh, we're going to pull your license. Right. Well, now uh, he is. Uh, passing or facing a possible uh, criminal contempt hearing. They're still fucking with him. So, uh, a last offer ongoing saga Upper Leak farmer Amos Miller uh, refusal to comply with the federal judge's orders following the food safety laws. He may finally have gotten to it. Uh, Miller will face a con- contempt hearing uh, this Friday. But unlike last June's hearing where the U.S. District Judge Edward G. Smith found Miller in civil contempt, this hearing could be criminal. So because Miller or Amos keeps saying, hey, I'm going to pay, I'm going to pay, I'm going to pay. The judge is like, okay, you know, hurry up and pay. Amos hasn't paid anything. And uh, Come and get me. Now, now they're threatened to throw him in jail. So, um, But Miller's Organic Farm describes itself as a private club. That sells only to members, which Miller, I remember claims, that. He, Miller he, claims the arrangement is exempt from of exempts the farm from federal regulations. So they uh, well, I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah, so they're uh, they're threatening to throw him in jail. Uh, Miller's uh, facing a contempt hearing in part because he has not paid one hundred and five thousand sixty five dollars. Uh, that was his fine from the USDA. Um, it's behind Josh and it's behind me. Makes pretty clear. Uh, Miller told the judge he hasn't sent. Um, he sent his attorney a check for fifty thousand, but the bank froze his line of credit after bank officials learned of the trouble through the media. <laughs> so okay, so let me 
let me just get this straight. So the guy had his money frozen because of the legal trouble, which is why he can't pay them for the legal trouble. Yep. Yes. Which, I mean, yeah, he shouldn't Fucking have to pay wow. in the first place, but... And Bruised Wayne is right. The Amish do rock. It's pretty cool when I can go down and for 50 bucks and get six bundles of slab wood to build yes. a cabin with. So... Yeah. Just absolutely absurd. And he wasn't hurting anyone. Again, you had to join uh, okay, the club. Okay, hold on. There were there were two he's been doing this for a long time, but there were two people that got sick from Listeria. And the strain of Listeria Listeria tests similar, not exact, similar to one of the samples they got from Emmis Miller. Well, if it's not exact, then it's not his shit that's causing it. It's I know shit. Exactly. You no know shit. what causes listeria uh, outbreaks all the time? Fucking lettuce. Lettuce. Yes. Yep. Which is why you don't eat rabbit food. There's no, food you do food. eat rabbit food. You do eat rabbit food. I eat rabbit food, but you eat the rabbit food that you grow. Yes. Uh, besides so not paying the one hundred and five sixty-five or one hundred five thousand sixty-five dollars, Miller has also been filing various paperwork, which Assistant U.S. Attorney Gerald Sullivan characterized as quote. Sovereign citizen mumbo jumbo. Yeah, I love that every time people start going, well, under your own law, I can yep. do this, 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 and this. And then their response is, well, that's just sovereign citizen mumbo jumbo. Well, no, it's it's literally the law, and they yeah. just know it better than you, and you just don't like it. Yes. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Miller first came to attention to the federal authorities in 2016 when the FDA said it identified listeria and samples of Miller's milk. Uh, the agency found the listeria to be genetically similar to the bacteria found in two people who developed uh, listeriosis. Not the same. Genetically similar. Yeah, which means it's not the same strain of listeria. Yes. So, yeah, they're, uh, they're, the got them sick. they're threatening to throw him in a cage. So, with without a monopoly on kidnapping, who would come and kidnap us for you know yes. selling our own products? Uh, another update. Uh, you guys remember last April? No, last July, August. We covered an article um, with Dirica about a guy in Minneapolis who was leaving a protest when a van drove by um, filled with police officers. Right, they're going to um, do the drive-by, basically. That, that's yep. what that's that's what they did. The, the police officers drove by, saw a bunch of people in a parking lot, and opened fire on them with rubber bullets and and the rubber rings. And a guy yeah. returned fire with his pistol, not knowing who they were. Mm -hmm. It was an unmarked man, and they came over and and as soon as he saw they were police, he put the gun down and they beat the shit out of him. Right. Mm -hmm. yep. I remember, I remember seeing that. this video again just a couple weeks ago. Yep. Uh, Minneapolis to pay one point five million dollars. To man police shot from unmarked man. With inflation, that accounts to about 500000 Just throwing it out there. <laughs> if that. <laughs> that'll be worth like still, 30 bucks in a couple of weeks. Right? Still buys me a cabin. They're going to give it. Use it real fast. Right? Yeah. I was going to say, they're going to give it to him in That's a wheelbarrow all, so we can go and what, use it really quick. The, the, the piece of property I want in, in, in Idaho is one point one one four nine five. So, I mean, you can do that and have 5000 left over. Uh, the city of Minneapolis has agreed to pay $1.5 million plus legal fees to a 29-year-old St. Paul man found not guilty last year on charges relating to shooting at police officers 
during the unrest that followed the murder of George Floyd in 2020. Uh, and the days after Floyd's killing, after a curfew had gone into effect, police officers roving in an unmarked van shot plastic bullets at Jaleel Stallings without warning, according to body camera footage released by Stallings' lawyer after the, after the story was first reported by the Minnesota reformer. Stallings returned fire with a pistol, which he had a permit to legally carry, and what, what he later described as an attempt to defend himself against shots from an unknown assailant. A swarm of officers descended on Stallings. Uh, body camera and security footage shows him surrender once police identified himself, and the officers punch and kick him repeatedly while he lay face, face down in the parking lot. Real quick. Peace out, Flip Flat. Thanks for joining us. Come and find out. Come and watch the rest of the show later. Yeah. Uh, after a jury found him not guilty of attempted murder and assault, Stallings filed a federal lawsuit alleging that 19 Minneapolis officers violated his constitutional rights by using force to intimidate and deter him from protesting police brutality and racism. They did, Hashtag irony. So they yeah, did a real right? good job of that. <laughs> yeah. Define irony. He used police brutality against you for protesting police brutality. We police are not hold on, hold on. brutalizing oh, you, is... and if you say so, we will beat the living shit out of you. And they, got, they got that entirely <laughs> on video, right? Right. Right? Okay. I remember. Uh, the city attorney offered a judgment in the case, which Stalin's accepted, according to the court documents filed Tuesday. The officers... Uh, the offer states that the city and police are not admitting liability in the case and that they, quote, expressly deny the validity of Stalin's claims. But Why yeah, you're going to pay him $1.5 million in the first place. Yes. Why would you agree to that? No, I want them to admit. Yes, I want a letter fucking of did. fucking apology for them, them rolling up hot. Yeah, I want uh, them fucking fired is what I want. I want them fired. I want that entire special group to be disbanded. Yeah, you're you're literally that. reading ahead of me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> In an interview Tuesday, Stalin said he's satisfied with the outcome because it, quote, validates the harm he faced. Quote, but it's disappointing because the goal of the civil suit was not a check. It was getting justice and accountability, and I don't feel like I've received that. I don't feel like anything has been done to hold the officers accountable or change the culture of policing nope. that leads to these it, incidents. And it won't. Yeah. It, it won't. It because won't. all they did, they you accepted their offer, and in their offer was included a basically saying, we are not necessarily at fault for yeah. what happened, but we're going to give you money so you shut the fuck up. Yeah. How yeah. is this it's any all it different? Is. It's right? hush this, money. This, yeah. This isn't any different than, than like if a, a Hollywood actor – molest a kid and then the kid sues them over it and then they just get paid a bunch of money yeah and like is that justice no that isn't justice like yeah it's great that they got money but they were still freaking molested and, and nothing happened to the well, yeah they, they literally they literally figured lawsuits into the police budget now yeah and i mean it, this is no different than trump giving stormy daniels a bunch of money to shut up it's the exact same thing. The only difference is this is a police department doing it and not the great Chairman Cheeto. Well, so I mean, only Trump did it Trump did it though as a private citizen to a private citizen. And you know, it's not like Trump did anything actually wrong there. Right. No, um, Trump didn't do anything. It was just like, wrong, hey, seriously, but... shut the hell up. Right. <laughs> Here, here's some money, sign this paper, you keep yeah, the money, he didn't, yeah. he didn't and you shut up. He didn't kick anybody in the mouth. Well, yeah, remember true. that you don't pay prostitutes to screw you. You pay, you pay prostitutes to leave. More or less. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Oh. Stallings was charged with eight felonies, including two counts of attempted murder, rioting, and assault with a dan- with a dangerous weapon. Uh, in the criminal complaint, the officers said they kicked Stallings because he resisted arrests. Except if you watch the video, he absolutely was resisting nothing. No, he he dropped his weapon, he put his hands up, and then they came and beat the fuck out of him. Yeah, Stalin said prosecutors offered him a plea deal that included 12 years in prison. He said he believed he was innocent and he couldn't live with himself taking a plea. Then a jury found Stalin is not guilty by reason of self-defense last year on all accounts. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's good that he didn't take the plea because that's, I mean, that's what the state counts on a lot of times. Is they count on, even mm-hmm. when they're in the wrong, they count on you going, well, I don't want to risk this, so I'll take what they're offering me. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to keep rolling the dice and force juries to, you know, force them to present to a jury, you know, 12 people what Call their bluff, your, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because, Don't be afraid to tell them to lick your balls. Right. And remember that the prosecution, <laughs> needs, the, pro, the prosecution needs to convince all 12 people that you're guilty. You only need to convince one person that you're not. That you're not. Yeah. Yep. I mean, there, there are times where a plea deal is the better option, but um, most of the time, no. Not in situations like this where they have body cameras and there's footage and like you get you get all that. Like your defensive lawyer will get a copy of all that. You can you can tell he was he was not in the wrong. Yeah, and even when they right. know when they know they don't have a case. If they can, they will delay that case and delay that case and delay that case and force <laughs> your life on hold forever if they can. That's so that from you experience. They would yeah, never do that. Yeah, that's from firsthand experience. That's exactly what they do is they delay. They have no case, no evidence, no nothing. And they just delay and delay and delay and delay so that eventually you wear down enough that you will take a plea. Just just like they do with civil asset forfeiture. Yeah, yeah. Nice segue. Oh, it's a segue Segu. to the to the to the article I didn't share with you guys. Oh, I I knew you were setting us up for that one. So, Michigan yeah. couple says town seized their building, and then offered to return it if they bought two cars for police. Fuck you! What the fuck? Give me back I'll, my I'll, fucking I will, property. I, 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 will, I think I we re- mentioned this. We mentioned this at the very end of the last episode that we spotted I, I will, this article. I read the headline again. Michigan couple says town seized their building and offered to return it if they bought two cars for police. So what were the look grounds look under the, which the building was seized? From government. Yeah, this is extortion. Yeah. This is when you look up, up the word. Yeah, when you look up the word extortion in the dictionary, you get this. Headline. This is an, a listed example of what extortion <laughs> would be. This is number one on the definition of extortion. Oh, you know this. You know this gets better, right? Oh God! I'm hold on, hold on, hold on, this, hold on. This, this article is so good. Everybody who's watching right now, here you go. Hold on. Okay. A Michigan couple says their town seized a building they owned and then demanded that they buy two cars for the the police department to get their property back. Which town was this? Uh, We will get into that. My response would be, I'm sorry, I can't afford any police cars. I just bought a bulldozer. 
The case hey, first right reported hey, by w- yeah. The case first reported by WXYZ Detroit began in December 2020 when the mayor of Highland Park and the police chief dropped by a 13,000 square foot building owned by Justina and Matt Kozable for an impromptu fire code inspection. The city officials found a marijuana grow operation inside. The Kozables, immigrants from Poland, said they had a state license to grow medical marijuana, but the city seized the building in a way and held on to it for 17 months without charging them with a crime. Under civil asset forfeiture laws, police can legally seize property, cash, cars, even houses suspected of being connected to criminal activity like drug trafficking, whether or not the owner has been charged with a crime. But not only were the Kozables never charged with a crime, police never alleged that there was any major criminal activity. Because they had a fucking license. They, yeah, it, they... They paid their extortion to the state. They went through all the proper processing and all of that fun shit, and they still got fucked with. Hold on. Yeah, the city <laughs> wants their extortion now. Hold exactly. In a response to an to an inter, inter, interrogatory filed by the Cosables' subsequent lawsuit against Highland Park, a city police officer answered none when asked to identify any predicated felony offenses justifying the seizures and who i i ask wrote the bill that that allows this was helped help sponsor this and push this uh he he's real familiar to people his name starts with a j and a b things took a highly unusual turn when the cosable said they received a settlement offer from the town quote stop growing marijuana and buy two vehicles for the local police department. They had a fucking license to grow the shit. They'd already paid you. <laughs> like I said, sorry, can't they paid buy the your cars. Extortion I fee just... license to grow the shit. Then you want them to stop with what they're li- legally licensed to fucking do and buy two cars for your local fucking tyrants. And the, yeah, for the thugs the who took oh. their building in the first place. On, this on is, this is, how is this different than the fucking, fucking balls? Oh, it's it's better than that because they have it in writing. <laughs> I love I just, it. I was I just going to ask, too. I was just going to ask, did they nice. actually make the mistake? Did the city make the mistake of sending that in writing? Because if they oh, did. In an, oh. email, in an email. Oh. Oh, that's oh. fantastic. February, I love it. I absolutely love the ineptitude of government. This is fantastic. February 24th, 2021 email provided two reasons by the (laughs) Cosable's attorney shows that a Highland Park police officer ferrying a message from city attorney Terry Ford (laughs) said the Cosable's quotes for two cars from a local Ford dealership totaling about $70,000. Yes! Fuck you. Fuck you, whatever well, city you are. Means, which also Highland, means Highland if Park. I'm suing them. Highland, Highland Park. Park, Michigan. Yeah, which also means if I'm suing them, I am also lodging a formal complaint with the State Bar Association against that attorney to get them mm. hopefully disbarred for illegal activity. Poss- I mean, at least censured, but hopefully disbarred. 
No, that attorney deserves to be fucking disbarred because that is straight up extortion. Oh, no, hold on. Hold on. Hold that hold that message for Oh, this is a Detroit suburb too. That's fantastic. <sighs> three paragraphs. Hold on for three paragraphs. I don't want to. Wayne County, <laughs> where Highland Park is located, has an aggressive asset forfeiture program, particularly for cars. No shit. It seized more than 2,600 vehicles between 2017 and 2019, ranking in more than $1.2 million in asset forfeiture revenues, according to a public records obtained uh, by a, free, is, by a, a, a Michigan think tank. Hold on, hold on. Of those 2,600 vehicles. 473 were not accompanied by a criminal conviction, and 438 of those 473, there was no charge for any crime. So they didn't charge anybody. In 10 cases, in 10 cases, the cars were seized under the suspicion of drug violation, even though records say police did not find any drugs. Suspicion. This is, oh my God, I hate the word fucking suspicion because all they do is they steal your shit, they rape you and rob you, rake you over the fucking coals because they think you might have done something wrong. I got got one more paragraph. uh, Just one more short paragraph. Oh, you're going to cause me to have a fucking aneurysm. I I am. I am. And I apologize in advance. You apologize to the family because I'm the one Wayne, who's going to die. Wayne County prosecutors typically offered to settle such forfeiture cases and return the owner's car for a $900 payment plus towing and storage fees. You like, stole my fucking car. You stole my shit. You stole my shit. You want me to – no, fuck you. This is why I I switched to this patch right fucking here. Always keep your fucking weapon by your side. Fuck you. I I, I gotta say, I mean, if they if they sent me that email, be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's uh, that's really interesting. Um, (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Fuck you. Lick my fucking balls, you piece of shit. We can, so that, we that's, can give it back to you if you. Yeah, that's uh, that's great. That's so no, you don't, you don't like that. You, uh, you guys aren't you guys aren't down for that idea then? No. Yeah, no. Fuck it's, uh, yeah, you. Man. You know what? Right here. I'm, <laughs> Dave, you're in the chat. I'm repping you right now. Fuck you. Yeah, Going so straight County, to the boogaloo fucking shark. Wayne County prosecutors offered to settle such forfeiture cases and return the owner's car for a $900 payment plus towing and storage fees. Or I can buy a bulldozer <laughs> and go get my car. How about that? <laughs> can do that. I can, you know, I can switch back to this you know, hat this, too. I'm good. This, yeah, we, we keep referencing Hemer because this is the definition of pushing reasonable men to do unreasonable yeah. things. No shit. God damn it! Detroit needs a Saint Hemeyer to just level the entire city. You know the funny point. thing is, the funny thing is, you would think that people in Detroit would stand up more to shit like this because remember they dealt with the Purple Gang, right? They they've dealt they dealt with some of the nastiest, most violent gangs. Don't in read that the one. Don't read that one on there. 
Don't read this one on it. <laughs> oh, I'm not going. You have to watch. You have to watch the video to see this one. We're not. We're if you not, watch the video, you can see the. Comment. Yeah, you are, um, we're not reading this one. <laughs> it's but like, the they, profile they dealt, pic too. Yeah, well, they, they dealt with. Uh, they dealt with you know the purple gang. They dealt with and the purple gang. Remember, was so nasty and violent that when Al Capone showed up and tried to muscle them out so that he could just take over. He wound up getting the people he sent. He wound up getting like their heads and hands back in boxes with a note like, "We'll negotiate with you, but you don't come at us like this." Like that's that's how nasty the Purple Gang was. Mm-hmm. Like my my grandfather worked for them. Uh, my my great grandfather worked for them, and he was a Detroit cop. Uh, <laughs> so hey, you know, money's right. money. Hold on, hold on. You know, well, there, if you I say, have... if you say this, if you say this right here, I'm pulling the patch out. If you say oh, this, it, it does. It I'm, does. Oh my, I'm going to jump on a plane and come out there and beat paragraphs. the shit out of you two right par- now. So far, help me. Two paragraphs. Two paragraphs. <laughs> Delden, Delden, who is who is the couple's lawyer, says though that the Cosbull's forfeiture ass forfeiture case was never properly routed through the Wayne County Prosecutor's Office. No, the Wayne County Prosecutor's shit. Office did not immediately return a request for comment. In a statement to WXYZ Detroit, a spokesman for the prosecutor's office said it was unaware that the city was negotiating its own settlement. Oh, so you mean that it's just blatantly a criminal enterprise? Like, really blatantly a criminal enterprise? I am oh. shocked. I am shocked that a this town is the only answer near now. Detroit would in any way possibly be incredibly corrupt. I... The- this well, is the only to believe. No, the couple, this is the, the couple, only the, proper answer now. The couple has possession of the building back, but they're still continuing with their lawsuit. Oh yeah, I fucking would too. I'd be oh, like, oh, absolutely, scorched I, fucking oh. earth on them, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. own that but, city, own and, it. And <laughs> in as my a case, backup plan, as a backup plan for the fucking lawsuit, <laughs> maybe embrace your inner Emir. Just other saying. Options. I'm just saying. There if, are if you, other if options. Know, if you have a friend that owns a bulldozer and you have another friend that's a welder, find him over for a few beers. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, a, I'm not a bad welder. I'm not a great <laughs> welder, but I'm not a bad welder. I'm not a terrible <laughs> welder. I mean, you, I was you, trained you, by somebody who's a professional. I don't own a bulldozer, but I do know somebody who has one for sale. I, I, so. I actually do know a couple of people who have extra bulldozers. They have like a stable of them. They wouldn't yeah. necessarily object to one going well, missing for the proper speaking, reason. Speaking of I just, bulldozers, I, I do want to point out. Post, I can't wait to post this article tomorrow. And, I and do tag, and tag, out, uh, tag uh, um, Magnus in it. Oh, my God. Oh, man. You Magnus know, I, is going to lose do, his shit. I do want to point mm-hmm. out, speaking of bulldozers, that, you know, remember, military vehicles don't actually need <laughs> keys. And uh, National Guard Armory parking lots. Very Brandenburg v. Ohio, 1969. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> options. I'm just saying. There, Minecraft. Are, Minecraft. there are options in Minecraft. <laughs> I would never condone somebody doing these things. But, but if you were pushed to that if point, you were pushed to that point. I would. It would be. I would understand. I would understand. Oh, let's if talk you were about to that go and meet product, huh? That awful what? Off a Google product. Because we're on YouTube right now. It's a Google product. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's maybe not. Dude, (laughs) this will be on Rumble if you want the unedited version. If you can't find us tomorrow, find the video on Telegram. 
if we get droned, Telegram, um, Rumble, I mean, it. There Odyssey, are Odyssey won't delete us. Odyssey won't delete us. Know, Rumble won't delete us. I know Jeremy Kaufman. Odyssey won't delete us. I just want to point out there are options. <laughs> <laughs> there oh, are options. Uh, I yeah. mean, okay. Well, speaking of that. <laughs> Like, oh, that's interesting. Or I could, you know, hit City Hall with an artillery piece. I don't know. You know, if I had an artillery piece to shoot it from, I, you know, honestly, from my house to the to City Hall here, that's not it. It's well within range. Dude, a World War II German eighty-eight has a range of like two miles. It's about you know, you just have to do the math. That's all I'm saying. You just Um, have to be good at math. Speaking of good at math, uh, happy birthday, Uncle Ted. <laughs> Turn to 80 today. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Not that he'll watch this because, you know, it's. Option, options uh, exist. I'm just saying. Technology. Uh, Uncle, Uncle Ted may not have gone around the right way, but he definitely showed a way that is influential. Well, not only that, but I mean, it's I'm not like talking about education. Of... I'm talking about education, not that, not yeah. the male thing. Oh no, I was just yeah. saying, yeah, the, the, the things that he did, I don't necessarily agree, with, but he, you know, he definitely brought yeah, up a lot of very valid points. Industrial society right. in the future is a fantastic read. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of points in there that just fuck you. Just go whoa. So, but speaking of whoa, I got a quote from you. Uh, former Fox News correspondent Carl Cameron, uh, he was on MSNBC with Nicole Wallace. Quote, it really is kind of horrible to think that journalists with national and international capacity are putting together this type of nonsense. I think the president did a great job. I wish he had done it a lot, a lot of this a lot sooner. He's (laughs) He's talking about Tucker Carlson. Anytime somebody says the president, when you're talking about the current administration, did a good job. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I wish I had a lot sooner. He's talking about, they're talking about Tucker Carlson and uh, the disinformation. Uh, I think the president did a great job. I wish he had done this a lot, uh, did, done a lot of this a lot sooner. Talk about the disinformation board. Uh, we have a lot more from the left and in the middle, or we need a lot more from the left in the middle. And we got to watch out because the Republicans have become a purveyor of misinformation. And when our no. two-party system is broken like that, democracy is in serious trouble. You're the president, hold on, concern. Hold on. The president acknowledged that it's time to actually start doing things and maybe taking some names and putting people in jail. Fuck you. I have a right to speak my goddamn mind. Lick my balls. These people yes. really are saying all the quiet parts out loud now. I mean, like, they really, they, really are. Look around, Andrew. I mean, it's, it's looking where you live. There are a plethora of people who are openly calling for gulags now, for people who happen to disagree with the official narrative. I mean, I work with a number of hardcore lefties who happen to believe that that is the case. And I, I actually heard one of them say the other day in the, the cafeteria mm-hmm. that they would be okay with people who speak out against what the government is trying to do because the government is altruistic. They would be okay with them being lined up on the street and put in a mass grave. I this, actually heard this, that said out fucking loud. This quote, this quote wow. was said the day before – 
the House uh, on a party line vote passed uh, the Domestic Violence Extremism Act. Fuck you. Yeah. So we're uh, we're all terrorists oh. now, and uh, we're all going to end up in a cage. Honestly, all of us in the on this show have oh. been labeled as domestic terrorists for a while, which oh, is ironic. Why? It's a label I, I wear. Uh, oh, I wear I wear it proudly. Mm-hmm. I won't wind up in a cage. I don't know about oh, you. Oh no, guys, no, no, no! I, I is not where I'm going. I, you know, I was telling my oldest kids the other day. You know, I fully expect to die in a pile of hot brass. Yeah, anarchy among friends is not endorsed by the government. No, oh, hell no. Should I grab my not legal in California and New York? <laughs> <laughs> you know there's what? Not, no. There's nothing left. There's nothing legal in California. God no. Yeah. I'm waiting for you to get out of there, man. I'd come and visit, but fuck, I don't want to no. set foot in that state. California's. I'm going straight to the join or die. Well, me and me and uh, Magnus were talking about uh, doing like once uh, FPC wins all of its cases in New York, doing an armed protest in New York City right through time. Oh, that'd be Square. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, okay. oh not got to put that last comment from Dave on there. <laughs> Us too, man. Us too. Oh, it'll be fantastic. Yes, I will never be put in a cage again. So uh, it, it'll be the ground. Actually, I hope we're. I hope we all get the same. You, you're uh, well close together. Uh, unmarked grave. Funeral plots. What's yeah, I'm, I'm hoping our funeral plots are close together. Maybe we'll throw in the same mass grave. Who knows? <laughs> same mass grave would be cool. Kind of like at the end of Glory, you know, when they throw the. What's the like the, the video? I, the video I showed. The, I'll, I'll just send you the video, Dave. Oh, the yeah, the, the, the video, video the other day the about camera, the, right? the the guy guys talking to like he's looking down at the camera like he's talking to his buddy in the coffin, and he goes, uh, "Hey, buddy, you know if you." Uh, Wish you would have told us. There's like 18 federal agents around, and and they're asking questions. I um I, I put your vest on you and loaded it with Tannerite. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know it's spicy. Yeah, I'm things get too spicy. I'm gonna blow this bitch up. I know it's the way you wanted to. I know it's yeah, the it's way what you, you would have wanted. wanted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For Hell future yeah. reference, that is what I would have wanted. So. Oh yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm in the same boat. Absolutely, everybody who knows me knows that that's the case. Yeah. Well, you know, I've always said that I, when I die, I want to, my, I want to be scattered at Disneyland, and also I don't want to be cremated. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. but, uh, speaking of gun control, congressional gun banners introduced extremist federal gun license bill. Oh, they- this is. You want to read it? It's it's completely compatible with the second. No, it's fucking not. (laughs) You know, it's the only reason they're able to say that it's compatible with the Second Amendment is because when legal challenges to FOID in places like Illinois, Minnesota, and other such locations have been challenged, it's been upheld by the courts. That's the only reason they're able to say that. Yeah. So, um. A trio of... If you want me to. Yeah, go ahead. That's fine. So, a trio of perennial Capitol Hill gun banners have introduced legislation that would require American citizens to obtain a federal license from the Department of Justice before they could buy or receive a firearm with periodic mandatory re-licensing and training. Fuck you, no. (laughs) It's a well-regulated militia. Yeah. Um... 
New Jersey Democrat senators. I know that shocks everyone that they're from New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> you remember, remember the, the, the first magazine, the first high capacity magazine that popped up on the 3D printed site? It was called the Melinda, the, the Mendez magazine. Yeah. It's yep. and it's it's Cory uh Cory Booker and Bob Mendez. Bob Mendez that well and remember Booker was another one that I mean the shit out of when he was looking at possibly running for president um in 2016 or in 2020. Um and Connecticut Democrat Senator Richard Blumenthal, yet another surprise name, I'm sure, for many people. Uh are behind exactly boring sandwich license this dick. <laughs> dubbed the Federal Firearm Licensing Act. Uh, as noted by Politico, the DOJ license would require both a written firearm safety test and hands-on training, a criminal background check, and submission of fingerprints and proof of identity. The license would only be available to people over 21 years of age, laughs in uh, FBC Victory in California, essentially raising the age of gun ownership to 21. Quote, uh, the bill would amend Chapter 44 of Title 18. Right up front, the legislation states, quote, uh, it shall be unlawful for any individual to purchase or receive a firearm unless the individual has a valid federal firearm license. But there's more, and it's disturbing. Oh, uh, <laughs> hang on. I just want to say I brought a welcome, you know, a, a young mind who's been shaped by freedom, love, freedom. Oh, that's right. Right here. She's just wanted to stop in and say hi to the crowd. She, she's got no headphones on. She can't hear us. We're good. Yeah, she's on her way to bed. So give him a wave. So uh, the attorney right. general shall issue or deny a license under this section not later than 30 days after the date on which the applicant for such license is received. 30 days you want the atf to 30 days a month wow. to just hem and haw and make you wait not only that how long does it take for like a, a form one like i know people months? yeah i know people who have waited almost a year mm -hmm. to get approval for I, an although i was me, just talking to the to our friends at the local gun store and they said that the last couple of form run ones they processed came back in 30 days it took me six months to get a rejection letter for my CCL. Jesus fuck. Yeah. But it's only a class D misdemeanor to carry without a license. So yeah. why wouldn't you? Yeah. It's a, it's, uh, a it's a felony. It's a felony to have more than ten rounds. <laughs> but it's only it's a class D to carry your firearm. <laughs> yeah. California. Wow. Yeah. Um, each license issued under this section shall be valid for the purchase of a single firearm, which shall be reapplied later for than every firearm the date on which it's uh, licensed. So it, it's uh, in two paragraphs the Booker Blumenthal Mendez bill reduces a constitutionally protected fundamental right to the level of a heavily regulated government privilege. Proof of that is underscored by a remark from Booker in his press release in which he compares the right to keep and bear arms to driving a car, which conveniently is not mentioned anywhere in the Bill of Rights. Also, cars killed more people than guns. Significantly. Uh, this, quote, this bill moves us in the right direction and is based on a simple concept. If you need a license to drive a car, you should need one to buy and possess a gun. I don't believe in licenses for cars either, <laughs> motherfucker. 
I don't think oh. anybody in either in the chat or on this podcast believes in licenses no. for cars or for driving. I don't believe yeah. in licenses it's... for anything. No, you know, I'm a huge, I should be able. I should be able to go down to my local pond and catch a couple of bluegill to bring I'm home for dinner. I'm a huge fan of Darwin without your fucking permission. I am a huge fan of Darwin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, it's my my most famous meme is uh, a neighbor of a friend of mine shoving his foot into a running uh, uh-huh. wood chipper to push a stick in and with the caption, I'm not saying remove warning label or I'm not saying kill stupid people. I'm saying remove warning la- labels. The problem let the problem sort itself up. up. Uh, Relatively yeah. quickly. The anti-gun trio figures that they can capitalize on the tragic May 14, 2022 shooting at a top supermarket in Buffalo, New York. Uh, the New York Times is reporting that with the current 50-50 makeup of the Senate, restrictive gun control legislation doesn't have much of a chance to advance. However, in the aftermath of the Buffalo shooting, quote, Democrats on Capitol Hill were publicly conceding that their paper-thin majority in the Senate meant there was very little they would be able to do to prevent the next tragedy. Like, like there's, to, there's... to answer what Broski's question in the the chat, he says, "Doesn't that mean you'd need a separate license for each gun?" Yes. 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 Every yeah. single firearm purchase that you want to make would a, require a... you go through this. E- you go through a training yeah. class for each firearm. This is essentially it's the a, same a thing five, as five-year uh, license. Uh, yeah, this is essentially the same thing as like what um, South Africa has, right? Where South Africa, every gun you get. Has a specific South Africa's license. totally safe. Yeah. Right? Um, well, the very first one that you buy is generally going to be your defense gun. Um, even if you're like, oh no, I'm not getting my defense gun yet. This it's one's a for self-defense law 50. Every single, yeah. every single fucking firearm you buy is a self-defense gun. I don't care it's, what it's, it is. That's it's my well, self-defense, self-defense MA2. It's not going to be a self-defense calibre. I'm just pointing out that. You know, just because I'm going I to have really an M1... irritate the guy uh, attacking me. <laughs> just because I have an M134A mounted at the top of my stairs, it is a self-defense weapon. All right. It's an emotional support Bofors. All right. Right. <laughs> I like to pet my Claymore Roomba <laughs> to make me feel better. All right. Ah, the Boomba. Oh. <laughs> I am very yeah. vulnerable. I need a Vulcan. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, it's the uh no 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 this uh this the br- the brrr calms my nerves. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's an anti-anxiety you know, six-inch naval gun. It, it is amazing just how cathartic that brrr sound actually is. Oh, it really is, yeah. Unless I mean, you're I, on the I receiving end of it. Well, I yeah. don't care about the one on the receiving well, end of it. In- you know, for me, incredibly, incredibly peaceful, cathartic. so it's still calming on the receiving end. Uh, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> just it's hard to be panicked when you're calming. dead or cut in half. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's just a permanent form of calming. Uh, <laughs> the ultimate radiation form from, of the radiation from the depleted uranium rounds keep me warm. Well, see, this, you know, and this really, yeah, see, uh, that warm glow, you know, depleted uranium shouldn't be all that radioactive. Yeah, I have, I have, I have nightmares. I need the depleted uranium rounds for the glow. That's my nightlight. <laughs> they my don't nightlight. afraid of the dark. Oh, you can handle DU rounds. They're fine. They're not. I actually promise all they're that not going to give you cancer. They're not. I'm in they're California. Not, Everything's going to give me cancer. Everything in California gives you cancer. Like, but like, only in California. There's, there's, there's a there's a cancer warning on the fishing weights. 
<laughs> I actually have a patch somewhere. I can't find. I couldn't find it for tonight. That said, warrant or danger. The person wearing this patch is carrying bullets containing lead, which is known to the state of California. Yeah. <laughs> The new one now, condors aren't dying of lead, they're dying of mercury. Oh, for crying. Yeah, well, which they're they getting proved, from the plants. Yeah, which they, they and they proved, you know, that the <sighs> that elemental lead does not leach into groundwater. It does not affect you know other wildlife. Right, well, elemental well, lead doesn't do that. Like no, it's it. ridiculous. It's incredibly I gotta, I gotta stable. Quote, I got a quote from uh from Bob Mendez. The Federal Firearms Licensing Act would put in place a certification process that includes firearm safety training and a thorough criminal background and identity check requiring the licensee to be 21 years of age. Hmm. Hey, uh, have, Mr. Mr. Mendez. We have a moral obligation to prevent these senseless massacres in our schools, supermarkets, places of worship, and shopping malls that are tearing communities and families apart. You know what it's all of my, it's it's my fucking ability to, to protect them goddamn it selves. It's my hope yeah. that my Republican colleagues will once and for all recognize the urgency of action and join us in passing this legislation before more lives are senselessly lost to gun violence. Yep. I love the patch, Andrew. I haven't seen that yeah. one before. I love the patch. Or um, how about fuck Mr. you? I won't do what you tell me. Right, uh, Mister Mendez. Uh, all I have to say is, say when. No, oh, Mendez is uh, uh he's, he's known he's known for a long time. He tried to ban um, high capacity magazine or standard capacity magazines back in like 2013, 2014. Yeah. I was going to say, those sons of bitches not... from, the, from the East Coast, from, especially from no. New England, have been trying so hard to ban. Uh, not Mendez, just... Mendez is worse than that. Mendez is from New Jersey. Oh, yeah. This, this is not high capacity. East. This is standard yes. capacity. I, I would like to point I out actually some that capacity, Max. this right here, I mean, granted, yes, this is a PCC. Also in the world, uh, ten millimeter. It's ten millimeter. Ten millimeter. It's a it's a PCC. You should. Be it is the Lord's caliber. Shut up. Shut your commie mouth. It is the Lord's caliber. <laughs> hey, I'm holding a commie rifle right now. Like, shut um... your commie mouth too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding an AKM. Fuck you. Oh. <laughs> hey, to be honest, the only thing socialism ever built that worked. Was yeah, AK. it was the AK, which is what all these fucking socialists keep trying to ban. Right? <laughs> the one thing well, they now, built now, the okay, now, the other one now that they want to ban now is uh, body armor. They're going yeah. after c- yeah. civilian ownership. Hold on. They're going after civilian ownership of body armor. That's because, because they don't want us to protect ourselves from them, their fucking asses. That's, they're going after civilian ownership of body armor because a mass shooter shot people while wearing body armor. Like so, so, so the, the the one thing that people could wear passively to protect themselves from a mass shooter, they want to ban because a mass shooter wore it. it uh, boring sandwich. This is not my only ten millimeter, and that's all I have to say on the matter. He has three of them in his tools box. Uh, he stole one of them from me. 
that none of this <laughs> this is not an imminent threat to anyone this unless you're wielding it you know, like this jason at, for christmas last year wasn't i actually there, got a gift set of 10 millimeter sockets which was wasn't there fantastic. wasn't there a confirmed kill in in like oif or oef from a guy using like the side plate I don't know about well, the side plate, but I, that... I saw I saw there was a confirmed kill of a guy using the spoon from an MRE. That that was actually a joke on Duffel Blog. Yeah, was it? Duffel. All right, that's disappointing. Yeah. The, the the side plate may also be <laughs> may also be a, a, a joke or so this, one of those. This is a side plate. Yes, yeah, plate. Yeah, um, you, you know somebody with that. What Broski? Yeah. I will say this: High Point is not the superior firearm. Okay, okay. But not, you know what? Not, high, not make... high point. Okay, not high point, but H I G H point. Yes. That H I G H point is fantastic. Point firearms on Facebook is fucking on fire. It is absolutely uh, fantastic. Their their dressing down of uh, XD and their Croatian magic well, the, is uh, fantastic. The, the notice me simpa memes to Brandon Herrera. <laughs> Or absolute fucking internet gold. <laughs> oh, there. But, but I will say yeah, this: they're... in a, in a pinch, a high point does re- does work really well as a bludgeon. If high high points would... sold parts kits, they would be the most popular parts kits on the market. I would really prefer a high power. Uh... Ooh, <laughs> yeah, that's Make the, the... talking about Browning. Yeah, the gun that. Browning designed because the 1911 sucked and he realized it and needed to improve. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, we don't need to talk about gun control anymore. Let's get into this. Let's get into some more. Are you telling me to put this away? Uh, no, I'm not telling you to put it away. It's, okay. it's, it's your pride flag. It's fine. You can wear it. Hey, it's 10 millimeter. It's a PCC. It's still 10 millimeter. It's a PCC. <laughs> I'll put it's my a, 10 millimeter PCC up against some of your intermediate calibers. Can, can I point look. out? I was say, can I point out though that like technically, like a 4570 is effectively a PCC. That's true well. story. So, 44 mag is a PCC technically. If you could, oh my god, you know, I still want to build a PCC that uses 500 Smith and Wesson because I'm a sick fuck and I think it, it exists. Would be amazing. No, 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 does it, it exists. I have seen it. It does exist. I it's really want one. If you make a five-five-six pistol, is that technically a PCC? Fuck your five-five-six pistols, unless you want to be the bullet magnet. Yeah, I actually, I so I was on an op once and watched a guy. Um, me and two of my buddies are down below, and there's like four guys up on the rooftop, and it's like late evening, and he's got a ten and a half inch barrel, five-five-six, <laughs> and no suppressor, and he goes. Boom! And it's just like all of a sudden, every single gun that had been pointed at everybody else just kind of <laughs> rotates and aims at him. And he's like, oh, what? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, if, if your entire goal is to be a distraction so everybody else can get the enemy. Don't kink shame me, bro. A, a, a PCC in 5.56 in five, five, is a fantastic option. I felt but so bad. If like, your they, goal is survival, eh, maybe yeah, pick was, a different option. I mean, the fire, the fire off of it was like this long. Yeah. Oh god! And like well, you can no see that. It's no different than when you shoot. If you ha- know somebody who likes to shoot Mosins, 
and they pull out a, an M44 or a T53. Yeah, I had a I had one of the one of the guys that I, I first learned from. He had a seven and a half inch, five five six pistol. That was his. That was his CQB weapon. Well, yeah, I mean, you if you want to ignite, if you want to kill everyone. one person in a room, ignite everybody else in the room on fire and deafen everybody else in the next room. It's a fantastic option. Oh, yeah. it's you. We go to the range, and there would be no one, like in the two bays next to him. Yeah. Well, no, because they break their fucking eardrums. Jesus. Um, the dust, the dust stupid. kicking up was just bad. That's just. Stupid. But when speaking was, of dust, I was at the range the other day, and a son and two sons of bitches next to me on the on the bench were sitting there with fucking everything they had was six inches or shorter, and they had five, five, six, nine millimeter PCCs, go. everything. And dual, like, dual yeah. utility. Yeah, dual I was going to say it's basically a flashbang that also sends out a bullet. It's a project projectile flashbang. <laughs> it's but it's just a bullet like... that doesn't have anything behind it because all of that unburned powder came out the fucking muzzle. I mean, it's you know, it'll angry, also cauterize the angry wound, pocket sand. Ang- it's angry pocket sand. Yeah, and more or less. <laughs> yeah, spicy pocket sand. Spicy pocket yeah, sand. There you there's... go. Well, I mean, unless if, you, know, if you threw if you threw a gasoline bomb in first and just coated everybody <laughs> with gasoline and then set off a couple of rounds. Now you have an effective weapon. Yeah. System. I tell you what, in Rambo, if rather than an M60, if he had had like a little fucking AR, it wouldn't have taken six or seven rounds <laughs> to ignite that black powder to blow up that thing. He could have just fired one round and it's a guaranteed ignition. Oh, right? goodness. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> there's an image in my head. <laughs> Boom. That's uh, I always right. laugh about that in, in movies, though, where they, like, shoot with no ear protection. People are just shooting back and forth in enclosed spaces like hallways and rooms and, like, in sewer tunnels. And I'm like, man, I have fired with ear protection in enclosed spaces some of these weapons. And you are going, nah, nah. so anybody that's downrange, they're not shooting back because their ears are now bleeding. Their entire vestibular is completely fucked at this point. Yeah, they're just like you don't have to hit them. You yeah. just have to pull the trigger in their general direction, Bang. and they're deaf. Their like, their entire vestibular system is fucked. Like yeah, the guy rock, saw... like the guy rocking the two forty in the movie Black Hawk Down. Yeah, like that guy. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, boom. I actually had that fucking happen. I had a guy fire a fucking, but it wasn't a two forty. It was a mod deuce, and I was standing just forward and underneath that fucking barrel. And he lets loose, and I'm like, I am going to kill you, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Oh, my God. Andrew's on the ground, writhing in pain, <laughs> holding his ears. Yeah, I threw myself to the ground because he's also firing like four and a half inches over my fucking head. Like, See, if you, if, you just, if, if you just had a comfort AT4. You wouldn't be oh like so, you wouldn't be up so, so upset about it. <laughs> I should have told him like, dude, I'm gonna put a claymore next to your cot. Like that's gonna happen now. <laughs> put a attach a claymore to his hand. He goes to scratch himself in the middle of the night, blows himself up. Like the do the do the Tom Jane uh, Punisher thing with the you must work out. This is, this is my, it only weighs about eight pounds. Not much. <laughs> Try isometrics. Isometrics is fucking insane. <laughs> um, you killed my son. Bang! Both of them. Both of them. <laughs> uh, let's see. We don't want to talk about that yet. We want to talk about killing sons. Uh, CIA trained militia used U.S. made weapons in deadly attack. What a shot! 
I, I, I am astonished. I I have no words. Oh, this is this is this is you. First off, you absolutely knew this was coming. Yep. Because we've heard this story again and again and again. So at least 22 people, including two children, were killed and dozens more injured by U.S.-made weapons that were directly supplied to a Somali counterterrorism force that split and fought internally over control of U.S.-supplied assets. I'll read, I'll, I'll I just want to. I just want to point out here again. This is the the government's security force are currently fighting among themselves <laughs> engaging in actual deadly combat with each other over who gets all of the cool shit that the US left behind. Yes. Uh, yep. At least 22 people including two children were killed and dozens more injured by US made weapons that were directly supplied to a Somali counterterrorism force that split and fought internally over control of U.S. supplied assets. Because it's uh, almost deadly... like if you leave children with a giant pile of toys. <laughs> right? The deadly violence took place late last year over days. If only they left among... some crayons behind for people to eat. Among yeah. fighters from the Puntland Security <clears throat> Force, that is the PSF, a militia that the CIA created... And which U.S. Navy SEALs have been mentoring since the early 2000s. Not just the SEALs, but this, the SEALs take credit for everything. Let them have yes. it. Fucking glory. Well, that's, that's, that's what their books say. Uh, the PSF <laughs> was built to fight the Al-Qaeda-backed militant group, Al-Shabib. Uh, its headquarters <laughs> are in... Shabib. Shabab. Al-Shabab. Al-Shabab. Shabang. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm just calling it Al She Bang She Bang She Moo She Moo. Uh, oh man! Um, great minds think alike, Andrew. That is going to be. If I move to the Middle East and I become some sort of a, a terrorist, I, I'm going to go by the nom de guerre of She Bang She Bang She Moo She Moo, and. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> His headquarters are in Fasaso, a major port city in Puntland, a semi-autonomous coastal state in Somalia's north. They're all semi-autonomous. I, I know. I'm just reading the article. Uh, three of Saqid Sadao's children, age 8, 12, and 35, were killed, and four... That's six, eight, nine, and thirteen were injured when a mortar hit his house a little after seven a.m. at the end of December. The children were at home because their school had been closed due to fighting. Oh, well, that worked out well. Sadao mm -hmm. works as a cook for the staff of an infrastructure company outside Basaso, nearly five hundred miles from the city. He told Vice World News he was at work in the morning of the attack and found out after receiving a call from one of his surviving sons. Uh, the mortar fire also damaged a hospital, the state house, uh, local businesses, uh, and along with the overall fighting, caused the reported displacement of 100,000 people, nearly half the population of Basaso. The mortars yeah. involved in the fighting were all made in Arkansas. Hey, I bet they're very proud of that. 
Yes. Uh, the mm. violence itself was, at least indirectly, also prompted by U.S. influence. Well, and keep in mind, too, like what people think shot. of mortars, they tend to think of uh, like the man portable, the small mortars, right? They tend to think like they're this big around and you think and no, 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 no. These are not those mortars. These are very, very large mortars. Yes. These are extremely big. They're more like this. They're very big and they can fire fairly rapidly because they are mortar. You just got to grab the round and let her go. These things cause enormous amounts of destruction. Yeah, little, and if you have fat, five or six of them, they're little fat boys. Yeah, you have five or six of these things firing. It's not like a mortar is a pinpoint accurate weapon, right? Like it, it, it just kind of and then off it goes. And and the ones that so, that we're talking about right now are like you know every time you drop around, it's Kim Jong Un coming out the barrel. I mean, yep. Okay. Um, it's the a violent, chunky boy. Violence itself, at least indirectly, also prompted by U.S. influence. The PSF, that is the Puntland Security Forces, had split and was in an internal bloody political brawl over the military resources that the U.S. had supplied the group before about 750 American military personnel withdrew in January 2021, and which was one of the final acts of Trump's administration. So Trump finally pulls people out of a place we had absolutely no fucking business in. Uh, conven conveniently, uh, also, uh, the other article that we have to cover... Uh, President Joe Biden sends U.S. troops back into Somalia. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> I yep. want to point out that, like, in Somalia, because I've, I've done work in Somalia, and in Somalia, there are no good guys, right? Like, everybody's everybody's bad. Everybody's bad. There are no good guys. There are, there are people who might be aligned with you today who probably aren't going to be tomorrow. Like, if you remember, you know, all of our complaints about Iraq and Afghanistan and how you couldn't be sure if the indigenous forces were actually on your side or not. And every, this is that times a hundred because there's a hundred really factions. They're really not. Nobody is on your side. They're yeah, just... Nobody's on your side. No, everybody's on their yeah, side. We, everybody's talking, looking for yeah, power. We were, we were talking about before the show started, we were talking amongst ourselves and like the U S military officially has been in Somalia since 1991. Right, so that's that's thirty-one years now. So this is. So how is Afghanistan the longest war in U.S. history? Well, because it's right. an official war. Yeah, this is a it's an peacekeeping war. message. Yeah, this is a peacekeeping mission. Somalia, Somalia is, I mean, has what, been Black, Black, a, Hawk, Black Hawk Down was was December what December something uh, 92. December 9th, 92. Yeah, 92. Yeah. So twenty or yeah, well ninth tenth twenty twenty nine and a half years ago. Yeah, the but I mean the thing is is so. You have to understand, Somalia has been a training ground for people who are aspiring black ops guys for a very long time. Like you, you as you get trained and you learn how to do things, one of your earliest assignments historically has been Somalia because it teaches you how to do shit. You you learn how to deal, you know, with people who are perfectly willing to fucking kill you. At any moment, because you said something wrong or, you know, something like that. Like, this is, it is the definition of hostile territory because yeah. everyone is so, hostile, right. let's, uh, including let's cut, the people you work with. Let's cut to this article and then we'll go back to the previous article. Um, 
the Biden administration announced Monday is restarting a persistent American troop presence in Somalia, citing a threat from the Al Qaeda affiliate Al Shabib Shabang Shaboom, and reversing the Trump Yay, administration's <laughs> withdrawal of American troops from the region. Quote, the president has authorized the Department of Defense to return a small, persistent U.S. military presence in Somalia. That's according to uh, Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby. Uh, he what said is the, the reason that we're there? I mean, like, what, what, I, I have an I have an alternate solution. Hold on, hold on. We we're, talked we're, about we're this gonna, in the pre-show. We're going to beat around the bush. On, we're going to beat around the bush on that answer. Here. No, uh, we've done that the, enough twice. He said the decision was based on a request from Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, with advice from senior military commanders, who was also based on the concern for the safety of the U.S. troops who have quote incurred additional risk. By deploying in and out of Somalia on an aesthetic basis for the past 16 months. So calling them troops is not quite hold on. So so they're no, they're sending in they're sending troops to Somalia because the troops there have incurred additional risks because they've been going back and forth in and out of Somalia. There are certain things that get done in Somalia that you can't do anywhere else. Yes. And without going into detail that will get me arrested, um, <laughs> <laughs> like 100% will get me arrested, yeah. uh, a lot of it has to do with moving things from one group to another that you can't openly move. Uh, because on, of things like on. international sanctions and such. Hold on, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're reading ahead of me. Quote: We are proud, <laughs> first and foremost, to be supporting the Somalis' own efforts to rebuild their own state, and we are working closely with our international. You partner. motherfuckers haven't hold given on, two squirts of piss about their own state in <laughs> forty on, fucking on. years. Hold on, they didn't even build their own state. It was foreign investments that built. Right. Kirby said U.S. troops will continue their missions to train, advise, and assist advise. Somali partner forces to, quote, disrupt, degrade, and monitor al-Shabib. So we're just you know, worried this about al-Shabib. Seri- this has some serious, you know, pre-9-11 Afghanistan feel to it. I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, our forces, quote, our forces are not now or will be directly engaged. Engaged in combat operations. That's what they the, always say. The purpose is mm. to enable a more effective mm. fight against Al Shabaab by local forces. Oh, for fuck's mm. sake! Yeah, <laughs> it's well. How, how um, did, how did Bruce, training those Afghani's work for work out for yeah. you? Uh, yeah, it worked real. Um, oh. yeah, the, so Bruce Wayne, uh, his comment I think deserves to deserves to be put up on the screen here. The uh, which reiteration of the Iran Contra affair are we on now? Mm. Yep. <laughs> mm. Let's see. There was uh, let's see. There was Iran. Uh, there was uh, Honduras, Panama, Colombia, Honduras, <laughs> yeah, Syria, Syria, Iraq, Iran, uh, Libya, <laughs> Egypt. 
yeah, Libya, uh, Egypt. Um, uh, probably Libya again, two or three more times. Ukraine, Ukraine. Yemen, Oman. Ukraine. Yep, Yemen, Yemen, several times. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of Yemen. I do that front, and I run Mali. Out of here, oh, so don't, I don't forget know. It's Mali. Not, yeah, Mali. It, it's an unknowable number. You know, have you ever been about? Well, you've been, you guys haven't been to Mali. Com- don't forget Central Africa. I've like been to c- Mali. The yeah. Central Central Africa Command has been just Congo. Congo, the DRC. Oh my god, dude! I love the DRC. Like running, running ops there is so much fun because, like, one, it's an absolutely beautiful country. It's absolutely beautiful. Do you get to wear Rhodesian camo? Uh, not quite. Technically, it looks like Rhodesian camo, but officially, it's another country's brushstroke. It's Belgian, I think, um, officially, but uh, (laughs) it is basically the the brushstroke. Um, the no, what's really cool about it, like, because we ran, um. We ran counter <laughs> uh, poaching ops there and, and like, helped. Um, in particular, a group called the Black Mambas. Uh, you can Google them. They're super fucking cool. They're, it's an all-female anti-poaching group. Mm-hmm. Um, super, super cool. Just absolutely awesome. Um, but we did a lot of that. That's actually where I watched an elephant kill a guy. That was Josh, cool. if she's topless on your um, lap, you need to turn your camera on. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, don't do that. Um, yeah, the yeah, I love being told. Actually, uh, pre-show we were talking about um, when people go, "Well, if you don't like taxes, move to Somalia." You have to pay taxes in Somalia, <laughs> and the guns are literally to your head. It's not implied; it's a literal thing. Our taxes are arming them in Somalia. Yeah, and as it is, our taxes are arming them. I mean, it's it's fucking ridiculous. Right, um... it's, yeah, so back to, the, back to the previous article. When they withdrew last year, U.S. forces took the majority of their arms with them, but U.S. made well, mortars. U.S. made mortars, as well as guns from other sources like battered AK 47s, among other kit remain. <laughs> An internal security assessment leaked to Vice uh, notes that the mortar shells caused by the death uh, caused the death and destruction in Baswalo at the end of 2021. Quote, a mixture of 81 two millimeter as well as 60 millimeter <laughs> mortar shells. Uh, the comment from Bruised Wayne is fucking hysterical. <laughs> All right, Bruce says, uh, "Does the U.S. government have a punch card going like at some places for the attack on the homeland after every ten actions funded?" Oh, that is that is that is. That, that needs to gold. be memed. That is, I want to call it. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, it's a loyalty card. It's it's pretty it's... great. <laughs> that is we, they, they just gave them to us. We don't even have to pay anything for them. They just hand them out. And... <laughs> yeah. That one is, uh, I say uh, that one. I started I'm saving that one. mine up. As favorite gold. that one. We'll save it for later. I get, we're going to turn uh, that one into access... a meme. I get access to uh, three commercial airliners after every 15. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't teach us how to land, though. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Caused much of the destruction of Baswato at the end of 2020. A mixture of the 81.2 millimeter as well as 60 millimeter mortar shells were fired into the civilian community, killing and wounding a number of civilians. So 60 millimeters is 6 centimeters, which is large a, two, <laughs> well, like two, two and a quarter like two it, like two and a quarter inches, inches. Yeah, two and a quarter inches. Over two inches 
And then uh, 81 millimeter is... Uh, so, like, imagine a can this size, but loaded with explosive and traveling at supersonic speeds. Yes. Yep. It's unfortunate to get hit by this. <laughs> it's, you are not going to be a happy person. You're not going to be. You are probably three. going to be heading for your 72 virgins. Yes. Uh, some of yeah. the mortars that the U.S. left behind had been made for training purposes, and the PSF also deployed those wildly in the fight. Quote, the shellings seem to have been random and into civilian areas, uh, the report says. Indeed, photos and video from the Somali News that others shared on social media from the time of the fighting shows building and shops peppered with holes. Anybody else getting getting some serious like first iron man movie vibes where he yeah that mortar lands next to him and all he sees is stark and then it blows up in his face yeah but i mean that's the the reason that that's written that way is because that is legit like a thing like that happens all the time when we were in afghanistan we regularly got attacked by american made munitions from the 1970s and 80s all right Mm -hmm. uh the psf has been considered one of the most successful militias encountering the Al-Shabaab and Puntland is one of Somali's most comprehensive stable states. Puntland is stable when you're talking about Somalia is a really relative term. Uh, At approximately 600 strong, the group is largely autonomous, operating independently of Somali government control. Exactly who owns the PSF and its many assets? Uh, especially a U.S. funded compound in Boswallo, which houses potential or plentiful weapons, has never been explicitly stated. The lack of clarity was a significant contribution, or the lack of clarity was a significant contributor to the tensions in the PSF when the when the U.S. withdrew. Quote: mm. The U.S. trained and equipped forces and left us without making the proper handover and configuration. I. I feel like we've had this conversation about the U.S. abandoning foreign forces uh, before. There's, a, na- there's, there's I, a name in red flash in my head right now. Charlie Wilson, Charlie Wilson, Charlie Wilson. Not even just Charlie Wilson, Charlie Wilson, Henry Kissinger. Um, like, yeah, Charlie Wilson's War. If you've never seen it, you should watch it. It's actually pretty good. Well, um, I mean, just in more recent memory for people that you know are more concerned about current events. Look at what happened not even a year ago in Afghanistan where we left behind yeah. billions of dollars of hardware, which all, ironically uh, is now available on eBay yeah. if you're willing to pay. I was going to say all fee. actually, um, I'm reliably informed, were very reasonably priced. Should you want, um, for instance, an AKA uh, is going to run you about $120. Um M4s and like uh, fucking HK 416s and things right around like 400 500 bucks. You can get uh, an APC for you know a couple grand. At- 15 grand. Yeah. Uh, Miles said 15 grand um, was what he was offered yes. uh, um, to buy one. <laughs> the PSF is a legacy of the militias that the US armed and backed in the early Nazi, that's the, the uh, early 2000s. In the name of combating terrorism, the CIA began building up the force in 2002, uh, and about a decade ago, Navy SEALs took over the mission and training and supported the unit. In creating it, in creating it, the U.S. empowered a single-family dynasty that directed the militia for three generations. 
if you don't write a book about your experiences, were you ever really a seal? I mean, right? Uh, It'll be the first next Tom Clancy novel. Yes, first Osman Abad Abadulhi Diano. Uh, then two of his sons ran the group in 2018. Um, Mohammed Dino replaced his brother Assad Dino, who ran up against current president of Puntland for the sake of the leadership role. Their mother was the head of the projects and logistics support to the PSF. Other family members were put in similarly plumb positions. This primed the family to stand up to various other entities related to security, especially allegedly a fuel company, which further benefited from American counterterrorism support. So, so they're propping yeah. these people up just like they're propping up Joe Biden on a dolly every time they roll his well, ass out to the podium. You, you, yeah, <laughs> you have to remember, though, like this is a region of the world that is historically incredibly yes. factional, um, a region that is incredibly tribal, and that without European colonization – would uh, never have become the countries that it became. Yeah, we're about to. Right. Well, the same well, thing we're, with the Middle East. We're going to get into the cusp of that. As the U.S. withdrew in early 2021, Somali politics uh, was becoming an increasingly tense. At the end of the year, in late November, the current president of Puntland fired the director of the PSF. He fired the director of the militia uh, for vague reasons, allegedly relating to issues with promotions. The PSF director, however, refused to leave. Arguing that his family owned the PSF. The group then divided itself between loyalties to the two directors. Um, reports suggest that most PSF soldiers stayed with the force itself and the new commander, but the ones that remained local or loyal allegedly had access to the better US made weapons and controlled the compound, allowing them to mount a fierce fight. We call that a civil war. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a CIA created armed trained militia fighting a CIA armed trained funded militia for every civil war yeah. that's happened in modern memory. Yeah. Well, and remember that the, the PSF is, is entirely the product of the agency. Oh, they, that's that's what, that's that's literally it, what it says. Yeah, it says it, that it the, flat the, out. The CIA, the CIA created the PSF mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. put this family essentially in charge of the militia, and then yeah, the it, president and then the president of Puntland decided to fire the head of the militia, and the head <laughs> of the militia said no. Yeah, Lucky he basically maybe. said you don't have the power to do that that's your tax and dollars at work america it's yep. see and that's the thing is like the the agency regularly engages in things like that all over the world and its operatives and contractors is, regularly literally, assist literally worse than january 6th <laughs> i don't know about that i mean that was pretty traumatizing. <laughs> that, that was an actual uh, insurrection on our own privacy on our own yeah, soil. i don't understand where, whereas mm -hmm. this is this is just brown people in some country that i couldn't <laughs> find on a map uh, oh but i mean that's you know this is this is something that the cia regularly does this is something they've literally always done remember when they were the oss what was the OSS doing? It was setting up insurrections in uh, Germany and you know and, and Italian-held areas yeah, and, you know, and uh, doing like that's what it was founded for. That's what they do. 
Ben Stone's book, Sedition, Subversion, Sabotage, is based on the original OSS manual. Yep. Yep, it is. It's uh, where the hell it is. Yep. So, uh, in response have, to the in sitting, response to the sitting in my library next to each other, I have this and that. Yes. Yes. Uh, in response to the question, <laughs> a representative from the U.S. Africa Command did not deny the presence of U.S. made warriors. Representatives said through email, quote, though AFRICOM continues to provide assistance to Somali partner forces, the primary tool of our engagement strategy includes security force assistance programs, military to military engagements, and operations. All activities are closely coordinated with the U.S. US Embassy country team and the government of Somalia. Government of Somalia is there. There is such a thing. There is. There is. They do have a government. No one recognizes them, but international communities. Uh, but they technically exist. Do they get elected? Eh, define election. <laughs> I was going to say you have the, you have the option to vote for the incumbent, or the other ballot box is a, a casket. I mean, yep. as the homies at biting the bullet used to say, you know, this is what your tax dollars go to. Yeah. Yeah. And this is this is what the agency does. This is what, you know, those of us who have contracted with them, this is what we did. This is it. Like that if you want to see what it really looks like, it's Somalia and yeah, it's that's, this clusterfuck. That's what it is, Andrew. We we talked about it before about wanting to buy a small town somewhere and then, you know, get in on the 1033 program. No, we just need to move to Somalia start our own militia, reach out to the CIA, and then bam, we're good. Yeah, say, hey, look, we're fighting Al-Shabaab, and yep. so you should give us a bunch of shit. And then they yep. will give us a bunch of shit. Now, the downside of that is that you, you will actually need to fight Al-Shabaab because <laughs> they will come at you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But the, you know, I mean, that's the thing is like a lot of there are a lot of Somali immigrants in the United States. A lot of people don't know that. Um, if you are in the Midwest, you are well aware, especially if you're in the northern Midwest by the Twin so, Cities. So if that's anything. the case, could could we say that we're fighting Al-Shabaab at home and still get the CIA support? Well, and the well, thing is... Yeah, become it, a domestic violence extremist. Yeah, we're, we're, we're a violent domestic extremist uh, organization. Um, no, we, you know, that that's the thing is like, and a lot of those Somalis are actually the, the Christians that were there. Cause you know, it's, it's a majority Muslim country and stuff. And so mm -hmm. a lot of the people who fled when they had an opportunity were the, the local Christian population that knew that they were about to be attacked by a bunch of these Muslim terrorists and stuff, but they're not any better than the rest of them. Like there's the, the ones who stayed behind, even the ones who came here, like have the same kind of attitudes to violence and everything else that the rest of them do. There are no winners in this conflict. There's no there's, good guys. There's, there's, there's nobody there's, that you yeah, should morally back. No, no, it's 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 very similar to, to Ukraine, Russia in that respect. That like like both sides suck, bro. Like there's yeah, there's can they, like can there's all there's, sides lose? there's a there's a preferred outcome. Right, I mean, but that person yeah. sucks like 0.72 percent less than the other person, <laughs> or the other. Yeah, person. and that's 
And that's all you basically get. And in a lot of these conflicts, that's exactly what happens. Well, I and, mean, you, if you really want to look at how radical some of these are happen or do happen to be, you could always look at current uh, House of Representative person uh, Ilhan Abdullah and Omar. Didn't she marry her brother? She did. That was the way she got him to stay in the U.S. Ilhan Omar, yeah. Yep. But, you know, there's, I, she's actually said, I mean, like politically, I don't agree with a lot of what she has to say, but her, what, what she said, um, a lot of the things that she said about that region of the world and things are just fucking dead on where she's like, no, they're, they're all awful. I don't like, we, we should not be backing any of these people. They're all terrible. Yeah. And until you've been there and you've been part of that, you don't truly understand just how true that is. Like, seriously, none of them are good. They are all evil. In Ukraine, it's Nazis versus neo-Soviets. There is no good side. U.S. US government armed, funded, and trained Nazis. Yes. Well, you know, when I pointed out the other day on Twitter, I said, you remember when that whole big thing blew up because Ian uh, McCollum? Wanted mm-hmm. for Headstamp Publishing, he was going to uh, yep. produce the the memoirs of a guy who had led the Azov, and mm-hmm. everybody freaked out about it because they're a bunch of Nazis. And that was like less than six months ago. It wasn't even six months ago. It's and yet now all of a sudden you have all these people arguing. Well, they're not really Nazis. They're not really Nazis. I mean, they they used to be Nazis, but they're not really Nazis. <laughs> yes, they never, fucking never are. Mind, never mind the pictures you keep seeing them with their shirts off and they're tattooed the fucking back with Wait, Nazi swastika. symbols. Swastikas are just decorative. And portraits the, what of they, Adolf what Hitler. They really are, what they really are is they're just closet Tibetans. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the Tibetan symbol of good luck. It's uh, uh, they're just moderate Nazis, bro. That's fine. Yeah, they're they're not full, but I mean, like that's what you see though is, and that's the problem is when you start trying to back horses in races you have nothing yes. to do with, you are inevitably going to back horses that will turn around and bite you. Yeah, so we're we're running short on time. Let's um, Josh, you want to do that thingy that you. Yeah, um, about yeah, we only had two uh actual entries in our little contest. Woo! Um, hard to decide, so yeah, so we're going to do a coin flip. <laughs> uh, the soul of Silas, uh, was one, and then our own uh, favorite Jack Curtis was the other. Boogaloo Jack. So, I guess uh, Jack will get the heads. And, uh, you know, Silas will get the uh, tails. So. so. And Silas will be the winner of the grand prize. All right. Hey. So, Silas, you will get a bag of coffee from uh, Coffee Brand Coffee. You will also re- be receiving uh, a Statue of Libertarian patch from Poppins Patches and a Band Fossil Fools patch from Poppins Patches. <laughs> You will get a discount code, good for 15% off an order. Oh, we'll throw in another uh, Statue of Libertarian to give to your friends. And a decal or a sticker from Poppins. No. That will all be coming to you. And Jack, you will get whatever's left over. 
whatever. Check your uh, your your Twitter messages, and and they'll reach out to you guys for your mailing information. Yeah. So. Yep. Well, we'll Andrew. hit you up. So Let's... again, thank you for both of you. Thank you for yeah, trying the, and a participating. Yeah, the no. people who actually participated in the giveaway are the something. coolest motherfuckers on the planet. Absolutely. Yes. We love Point you. In the fun. Mm-hmm. Yep, Just because you know. we've all been visited by feds doesn't mean you will be when you get the packages. It's okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But on that note, let's uh let's throw some plugs in you that here. Right. Uh, be sure to check us out on Rumble, check us out on Odyssey, check us out on MeWe. We now have a Twitter page. Uh, follow all of those. Speaking of Twitter, make sure that you check out BooBooey79, and he does the flag, the flag that's over Chris's left shoulder right now, the Wisconsin Boog flag, as well is. as the one that's over his right, which is the uh, igloo flag with the boogaloo stripe. He also does... Uh, a flag that is just like Chris's patch that he has on. That's the Boo Unity patch. Uh, he does a flag of that, which I have. Super cool. He's also got a bunch of other stuff. Check him out, Boogie79. Uh, check out thebeardstruggle.com. Use code inkedanarchist 15 and you get 15% off your order so you can care for your beard like a Viking. You can get all sorts of cool scents. They have their new platinum scents. They have beard straighteners. They have stuff for ladies now, even. Uh, they don't even have to be bearded ladies. So, I was gonna say if know. they got a straighten, if the ladies got a straighten hair and it's not on the top of her head, we need to have a discussion. I, you know, I'm not here to kink shame, bro. Uh, they, <laughs> <laughs> they, they got a ton of cool stuff. Again, it's thebeardstruggle.com. Use code inkedanarchist 15 to check out. Get 15% off of your order all the time. Uh, be sure to read Derek's book. Think for yourself. Thinking workbook for uh, critical thinking workbook for beginners. Uh, it's like 10 bucks on Amazon. It is a workbook. It's awesome. It is for beginners. Keep that in mind when you order it. It's super cool. Uh, we've been talking to Dave on the show. We are giving away a bunch of his stuff. Check out Poppin's patches. Make sure you order stuff from him. The patches are very high quality. They're very cool designs. There's also t-shirts, including the Boogalorian t-shirt that me and Chris helped create. Mm-hmm. It's it just, super it awesome. Just, it just dropped a new one, and he's got another one coming out Thursday. Sounds like he's also working on the uh, uh, I'm a billionaire in Venezuela shirt that we talked yeah. about today on the show. Yeah, was, it, it's oh. super awesome. It's we'll we'll have to convince him to make some shirts for us for the for the show that has the some of the logos I've designed and stuff. Um, probably not the booty one that I did the other day, but uh, and, <laughs> and also um, I don't cool know if vapor, Andrew's done cool or not. But... Yeah, yeah, I did a couple of cool vaporwave ones the other day that are. One the, the the cyberpunk one though with the just kind of the subtle yeah. hint of booty it's absolutely fantastic I'm super proud of it. Right. Um, also, uh, Andrew didn't mention them, but you get check out RK Spookware, and uh, I am affiliated Disco- with discount code. Uh, There's a discount di- code yep, in the, the discount code down yep. below. Um, I'm also affiliated with uh, the coffee brand coffee, discount which we just link gave away. Also in the description link below. is also in the description below. Um, so go. Support me. Check out some great new coffee, and let's get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Use no. the use the affiliate link for our case spookware. Yes, yep. use the affiliate uh-huh. link. You're supporting me and the channel, and we'll have All a great right. time. Anything else? Anything else? Anything else? Going once, going twice. Sold. Support your local single moms. We'll catch you on the next one. Yes. Peace. Yes. Peace. Peace.